Oh yeah, the booty too. Bones and booty. I mean, you know. Bones, you know? booty, and boxing out. I feel like that could be like a video. Triple B threat. Hey. Yeah. A quad. Brandy's bones, booties, and box outs. Okay, I'll go for it. But I will still box you out. So if anybody wants to challenge me, you know, I may or may not be putting it out there. Now, I'm not going to be running too far, and I might not be dribbling, because I nobody said those are my skills. But defense and boxing out, but you got to know your skill set. You got to know your skill set. Welcome to the Brandon Files Podcast. I'm Brandy. And I'm Shannon, also known as Brandon. I'm the older sister. And I'm the younger. As Black women, we've had a lifetime of adventures, including world travel, navigating work, and adjusting to evolving family dynamics. Join us as we dig deep into the files to share stories, experiences, and tips. What's up, what's up? So we're back at it again. So glad to be here. And as we like to start off the show, I want to know, B, what have you navigated through since our last episode? Listen, life be life and <laughs> that's all I can say. You know, I've been kind of in like a transitional living situation lately. Unfortunately, my apartment had some mold growing in it. And uh, therefore, I was not staying there for health reasons, just to be safe on the safe side and trying to navigate a landlord who was slow to fix it has been quite the challenge. So hoping, hoping that I'll be back in my own place soon. What about you? Well, I don't I don't know if everybody knows this about me or not, but I'm an entrepreneur and sometimes navigating through where's the money coming from is a challenge. And, you know, I love to travel. I love outdoor concerts. I love going out to eat. I just love experiences. But Outside. It's not like you want to be outside. Yeah, I'm just ready to be outside again. But sometimes <laughs> my pocket and what I want are not in alignment. So I've been navigating through where this next check is coming from and like what contracts I'm about to bring into existence. That part. That part. That whole adulting thing, right? Right. I mean, adulting, nobody told me it was like this. I knew you had bills and taxes. Like that's what everybody talked about being an adult, but living the reality of it is something totally different. And I think being an entrepreneur probably adds like a whole nother layer to that also. Right. I mean, I would imagine. It does. It's a very freeing thing to be an entrepreneur and to work for yourself and be in control of your schedule. And like, there's all these parts of it that I love. But then there's also the weight of, oh, yeah, I was used to this old way that someone else had taught me how to do this structure. Entrepreneurship, I haven't taken a class on it really or anything. I'm just out here doing my thing and making it work. I was like, but you're doing good at it. You're doing well at it. Thank you. You're welcome. But I, I know it's it's a different it's different and it's still a transition. Yeah, it has different ebbs and flows. Like everything that you do is going to have ups and downs. And I'm still getting used to like the cycle of entrepreneurships, uh, valleys and hills. I got you. Got you. Well, I'm sure we could do a whole episode on entrepreneurship, a whole, whole one. Um, But. In today's episode, we're talking basketball. We're talking basketball. Okay, not really. We're talking sports, but I just like the way it sounded. Everybody loves that song, at least 
I do. And I think we can all relate to it. Well, you saw me dancing. I like the song too. (laughs) That's what I mean. Everybody knows that story. But today we're going to talk about sports. So let's go ahead and get into it. All right. So, you know, we come from a sports family and I want to know, Brandy, what was your favorite sport to play as a child? Well, I think that I would have to say soccer was my favorite sport as a child. And I think it was my favorite sport because it was really my first organized sport. So, um, you know, especially being from East Lansing, Michigan, and really even at the time, we weren't even living in East Lansing yet. But I think that was the other thing was kind of like our my first exposure to people from East Lansing, having come from a private school in Lansing. So um, I just loved running around, being out there. And there were some people, I remember Krista, Mika, well, especially Krista was like on the team as well. So it was somebody from my school, along with meeting new people from other schools. And what I remember is playing at Spartan Village. So all those East Lansing people, we're talking the old school Spartan Village, the one that everybody in our generation grew up with. So it was like a great way to meet people from all different countries, being a melting pot, having some people I didn't know, some people I did know, and really getting out there and playing. And I really remember that thing I liked about soccer is that you always had some treats and some snacks. So even after orb running slices. up and down, I up love and down the, the orange field, slices. That's what I was thinking about. I don't even like oranges now, but back then, orange slices and Gatorade, that was like the thing. Oh, we didn't get Gatorade. We just got oh. water. But oh, well, those orange we, slices? We got Gatorade too. <clears throat> yeah. So, I mean, and like it was recreation um, soccer. So it wasn't even like it was like competitive or anything, but And I remember like our jerseys were like the reversible red and blue. So depending on which team you were, um, I just, I just, that was like my favorite sport to play at the top. Like I said, I think because it was my first one. Ooh, girl. I mean, soccer, I have some memories there too. I just got to tap into this for a second because I remember Spartan Village as well, because Granny and I would be at your practices and I would just be sitting there. Bored to death? Bored. And... (laughs) They didn't have bathrooms. Like I used to have to go to the bathroom sometime and there was no bathroom near those fields. We either had to like drive to the other part of Spartan Village or like go to a gas station real quick and come back for you at practice. Or, you know, it wouldn't be an episode without granny. Sometimes you just had to open the car door and pop a squat. I mean, look, I was never good at squatting, but I didn't know that. So interesting to hear that. By the way, you know, I'm in a hotel today. So if you hear some sirens and road noise, it's a whole bunch going on out there. But again, would it be with us if we weren't traveling or somewhere else? But yeah, that is crazy that you uh, remember the bathroom part of me playing soccer. Yes. Thanks that for was always something. being a supportive little sister. Yeah, that was, that. you know, some of it was support because I love you. And some of it was support because I was forced to. Um, that you part. Know, now that we're older, it's more out of love. There's a lot less forcing <laughs> going on, but I definitely have a lot of early soccer memories too, but I think I started playing soccer when I was like five. It was co-ed. It was like by the GM plant in like Sexton High School. We used to play our babysitter back then. Becky got me into soccer like near her house. I remember Becky. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, I do remember. Okay. Being over that way. I'd forgotten about Becky though until you said her name. Yeah. She was great. But that's not my favorite sport as a child. I was just going to ask, was that your favorite sport? It was not. So I didn't even think about this until I heard you talking about all your memories. My favorite sport as a child was swimming. Like, I was a fish. 
I used to ask our parents to take me to the pool like every day, all the time. And we're talking the why. Like, I was going to say, I do like, remember we took swimming lessons yeah. at the Y. It's not like we had a swimming pool in the neighborhood or anything like that. And like, I remember taking mommy and me swimming classes when we were really little. And like, from then on, like mom, I feel like she helped foster that fishness in me. And like mom and dad used to get in the pool with me, but eventually they just sat on the side once they knew like I was good to go. And I would be like, watch my handstand and all of these things. So I never went like out for a swim team. So I, I don't know if you want to call the sport in that way, but man, if there was a pool or a body of water, I was in it. Like no matter what happens um, with me and water on some other occasions, I still like to swim. Yeah, you and water on other occasions. Again, another episode. But anyway, you know, now that you say that, like you were very much more into the water than I was. I do remember the swim classes at the Y, but like for you, that was natural. For me, it was like something okay to do, but I wouldn't call it that. Like it was like my favorite or my thing. But I the think Y, we, we ran out of swim classes. Like yeah. I think I took every class the Y offered, like every level out. Yeah, like I took the diving classes even. I was like learning like the survival classes, like to tread water, to do the dead man's float, like all the things. I could drag a person. I didn't actually take, I don't think I ever took lifeguard training, but I did do some survival type where I knew how to like swim with while dragging somebody else with a like a ring or something like that. Yeah. That's wild to me that you didn't do lifeguard training because we had this we had the class in high school, tennis and life saving. I actually took it. Funny enough, I became a certified lifeguard for a very short time in my life because of that high school class. Yeah, I never did it. I just We did have a pool at our high school, and I just took the regular, like, the segment that we had in PE. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, I like those memories. The funny thing is, um, I feel like the sport that maybe we both played the longest, neither of us used that for our favorite childhood sports memory basketball the song that you sang is like exactly what we're known for for those of us who knew us when we were younger although I keep coming across people that don't believe I hooped they're like no I, yeah I, I, can't see it. I was like look don't let don't let what you know now fool you about who I was then 100% because I will still box you out okay I, I dare somebody to try and rebound on me I will box you out Brandy could box out like the best of them. I don't know. She wasn't, she didn't have a lot of weight on her, but something about those bones got you. <laughs> You're trying to say I got him with the bones, not the body. <laughs> oh yeah. The booty too. Bones and booty. I mean, you know. Bones, you know? booty and boxing out. I feel like that could be like a video. Triple B threat. Hey. Yeah. A quad. Brandy's bones, booties and box outs. Okay. I'll go for it but I will still box you out. So if anybody wants to challenge me, you know, I may or may not be putting it out there. Now I'm not going to be running too far and I might not be dribbling because I, nobody said those are my skills, but defense and boxing out, but you got to know your skill set. You got to know your skill set. I feel like we both played good defense. You probably got me on the boards though. Like, cause your box out game, I feel like we never went head to head. That's, that's no, we didn't. That's very interesting. That but, is true. Like, I think just the age difference and the cycle difference of school and whatnot. Maybe that had something to do with it. Yeah. But you could dribble. And I, that, like I said, that wasn't, that wasn't necessarily my strong suit. Well, I talked to dad about this all the time where I'm like, cause dad was our, my coach. Like, I don't think you played for dad as much as I did. I'm sure I didn't because he actually coached you in high school, right? 
like yeah. in school. Yeah, no, I never had dad as a high school coach. Well, in AAU, like he coached me a couple of different places. Yeah, I had him in junior pro. AAU wasn't as much of a thing quite yet for me. Again, we're not that far different in age, but like the way the programs happen, junior pro was like the precursor to AAU. And uh, he coached me in junior pro a couple of years. But yeah, you had him as a coach a lot longer. Yeah, but I always like joke with him about when he flipped the court on me. Like you talked about I could dribble. Like, I never considered myself really the best at dribbling, but he, like, I was used to having the basket behind me. Like, yeah. so I was a power forward or like on the, on the blocks. And then he was like, no, we're going to put you at a three and put you outside of the three point line. And I'm like, what? You mean I'm looking at the basket instead of having the basket behind me? Like, that was like a mind blown moment for me in sports where I was like, okay, I, Aladdin, I a whole new world. It was a whole new world. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I mean, I think no matter what we picked as our favorite sports, probably the most formative sport for both of us, I would venture to say might have been basketball. Yeah, I would say so. And even both of our parents played. Like very true. Yeah. Basketball just is a family, a family tradition, I guess you could say. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. We enjoy talking with each other, but we also want to talk with you. Comment, subscribe, like, and follow at Brandon Files on YouTube, IG, and Facebook. Don't forget to turn on your notifications to know when we have new content to share. So what's your favorite sports travel memory? Oh, that's an interesting one. Um, You know, like so much of our life has even like revolved around traveling for sports. Yes, we travel, but a lot of it has also been around traveling for sports. I think that one of my um, favorite sports travel memories might be when we took a family trip to Boston to follow our favorite Big Ten team, Michigan State. Um, I think it was one of my favorites for for a reason. I think because... I just just want to interrupt you real quick. Go green. Go white. I I couldn't not do it. Okay, Right. How can you not? Because Spartans are where it's at. Um, any of you U of M haters out there, just enjoy it and ride along with us. Okay. Save it for later. Lansing all the way hometown team. But yeah, I think, um, that trip to Boston was one of my favorite sports memories because one is that I was living back in the country after having lived overseas for a long time. And so it was like one of the first times that I could get back together with you all. You also weren't living at home. So we all got to travel in from the different places that we were and like come together as a family. And I think it's super cool that even as adults, we still take family vacations together. Yeah. And so um, I was down the street, though, in Rhode Island. I mean, but we yeah. were, but still, I mean, we got to see you, you know. Um, and then um, so all three sports were playing at one time in Boston. It was men's basketball, women's basketball and hockey. And girl, I love a hockey game. Like, how do you feel like hockey is like. It's just so intense. And I feel like having played soccer, I feel like hockey, I can really relate because it's almost like soccer on ice to me. You know what I mean? In terms of like kind of the setup and how people play. And then, yeah. I mean, and then I can totally see why you say that. I mean, I worked in hockey for professional sports. I worked for the NHL. So yeah. I learned to have a love for the sport as well. Like there's not a lot of us in hockey, like Definitely in not. the front office, like I was or on the ice. It's getting yeah. a little bit better. Like there's some more diversity on the ice these days, but it's still, you know, a white dominant sport and Canadian particularly. 
Very um, true. Very but true. like growing up in Michigan, you would have thought that we would have been exposed to hockey more than we were. Like, but I we did have a hockey it. team at our high school, which is not a lot of. It was teams a club don't. sport. I think hockey was a club sport. It might have been a club sport, but they played every Friday. You know what I mean? It yeah. was like a very organized club sport. Yeah. yeah. But just like, oh, but I did figure skate. I'm, I didn't think about that either. Like as one of my favorite sports. I was like, no matter how you were giving me water, whether it was frozen or unfrozen, I was there. I loved figure skating. Like so much so that I had a pair of figure skates and I would take lessons. I loved like, ice skating as well. We That one we also maxed out. I remember taking all levels up to six. I loved learning the tricks in ice skating. Oh, you I might loved, have gone further. I think I might have in that one. Because, yeah. you know, it's one of those, like, perfectionists got to learn some skill sports. You know how it is. You know I can me? do a figure eight, I think, is about as far as I got. I think I could jump the line also. But I feel like I learned to, like, jump the line from somebody's parents. Like, it was like an ice skating field trip or something like that or a play date or something where they taught me how to jump. But, reflecting on this, we really got, we were really able to... um uh, experience a lot of different sports growing up, which is actually cool. I didn't even realize it until some of these things are coming up. But I do want to go back to that Boston story for a minute, though, because it was cold. So it was hockey season also, but I remember being cold. But one of the super dope experiences of that whole trip was not only that we got to see our team, three different teams play, but we also got to go to that awesome reception at um, the baseball field and got to see, the, oh. remember, we got to see the baseball stadium and the private reception, like a whole different view. What's the name of the park again in Boston? Dang, now you want to put me on the spot. No, that's not Fenway, is it? I was like, had you not asked, I would have known. Well, y'all can tell us in the comments. I think it is Fenway. Okay, the Red the Red Sox Stadium. Let's just say that. Y'all I have been there for a game, but of course they were playing the Tigers. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's one of my um favorite sports travel stories. What about you? One of my favorite sports travel stories is when I was in high school, I actually played YBOA basketball, which was like Youth Basketball of America, I think is what it stood for. I don't think that was as popular, nearly as popular as Junior Pro or AAU, but I played in like any league there was possible for a long time. And we had the opportunity to go to Mexico. And so that was Look like- that what? international travel playing basketball. Okay, yeah. girl. I used to be like, I played basketball in Mexico. Like not quite like people who are professional athletes, but it was still really cool because we stayed. I remember we stayed in Brownsville, Texas, so we didn't stay in Mexico, but we walked across the border for our games every day. Oh wow! And, and it, did somebody like, pick you up on the other side? Um, I think so. Now I can't remember if the gym was just that close to the border okay. or not. We did have like a host team. Um. But I, I don't remember after walking across. So what, <laughs> like, do you remember what city it was in Mexico? Um, again. Oh, Matamoros, of, right? Yes, it was Matamoros. I remember yes. now. I remember you saying that. When, yeah, okay. Yeah, because it was right across from Brownsville. Um, and then I was the first time I'd ever seen an international court. So like in the U.S., the court has like the key is has straight lines. And in international courts, the key like kind of goes out a little bit. And I don't know. I don't know if it's still like that. But back in the day, international courts were different. Yeah, Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it's still like that either. But that was the first time I'd ever seen a key that looked kind of more like a trapezoid instead of like a rectangle. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, But the one thing that I remember is they played the national anthem. So like 
at the beginning of the games. So they played they play the Mexican national anthem and everybody in the stadium like stood up and sang. And then they played the American national anthem for us. And like, that was a moment where we all were like, do we know the words? Like, do we actually know all of the words? Like we knew to a point, but then it kind of was like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But did the Mexicans, they knew theirs like, all the way through, right? All of it. They knew every word, like clockwork. Like it was such a moment of like, ooh, this is, this is interesting. Um, but yeah, so dad was with me on that trip as one of the chaperones and that was really cool. And our host team took us to like a, uh, it was kind of like a bodega. I don't know what they actually called it, but that's the closest thing I can liken it to where there was like a convenience store and they served hot food. And it was the uh, family store of one of the women, one of the girls that were on the other team. And so they made us these like fresh chicken tostadas that were so delicious. And I remember looking through a back door and seeing chickens outside and realized that we probably just ate their sister or brother. So like okay. that's when it was the best I'd ever had because it was so fresh. That part. Yeah. So I, I know that was like a roundabout way to talk about a favorite sports travel story, but it was rooted in, in sports because I was there to play basketball. Awesome. It's time to dig into the files for today's tip. So, you know, we like to leave you with a little tip. No episode would be good with a little tip without a little tip at the end. So whether you play sports or you just like sports. You can always turn your love of sports into a trip or a reason to travel. Yeah, I mean, like we said, our family has been doing this for a very long time. Kind of our parents' love of sports translated over to us. Because as we were growing up, we used to go to like softball tournaments, bowling tournaments, basketball tournaments that we played in usually at that point because they were either coaching or very much involved is supportive parents of our sport and then now it's turned into a whole annual family trip that we go on facts facts yeah. and like, dad started dad started that out right right which that's not even normal for us like dad's <laughs> no, not usually dad's not the instigator of the travel for sure for sure so you want to tell us about our new annual tradition so what is what was this the third or fourth year that we it's fourth year Okay, so My third. Yeah. Summer League. If you don't know about the National Basketball Association or the NBA Summer League, they have it every year in Las Vegas. And it's a great time to see some of like the new players that are either wanting to get into the league or who have been recently drafted. And it's also some good people watching for those who are some of the stars. You might get to like rub elbows with people that you're used to seeing on the court or at least see them down in the stand somewhere. Yeah. And I mean, and Vegas is a great city that you can get some inexpensive hotel rooms sometimes. And there's always lots of other things going on in the city as well. So it's a good way to combine your love of sports and maybe shows. And maybe if you like to gamble, you can kind of get all of those things in at once um, going to the summer league. It's a great time. And like I said, it's now our annual tradition. Dad's been four times. I've been three. And I think this is your second, right? I've been twice. Yep. Yeah. So mom has been three. Uh, I think also twice. twice. Yeah. I think also twice. Yeah. So it's really our dad and we just join him as we can. Yeah, we um, totally crashed his trip. The other thing, like Vegas is now turned into a sports city. Like people, yeah. I used to think of Vegas for boxing only, but they have the aces. That's true. We went to there. go see WNBA game. We got yeah. to see Brittany Griner play. 
Yes, welcome back. home. Yeah. Yeah. And we got to see, um, well, they have football, they have basketball, and they have, I feel like there's another sport that they have, another team. They have I'm, hockey. The yeah. National Hockey Championship this year was from the Knights. Yeah, yeah. They were the NHL champs. Vegas has champs two years in a row, actually, because um, the Aces won the WNBA championship last year. That's true. Yeah. yeah. So we've turned sports into a way to just get out there and travel. And even we have that's something that we maybe need to add to our international travel now, like make that a theme or make that something that we try to do when we go to other countries and see one of their professional sports teams. That would be cool. I still have yet to go to an MLS game, by the way. And I love, I'd love to go to a major league soccer game. You know what? I have not been to a major league soccer, soccer game either. Oh, new trip idea. We have been into one of their stadiums. That's true. But that was for a concert. Yeah. Facts. Um, That was Manchester United, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, our tip is like turn your love of sports, whether sports you played or sports you like, into a quick trip. It could even be the city next door, to be honest, right? Most major cities have um, some kind of major sport. So you can get started or if you've already been traveling, continue it on with adding sports to um, to the itinerary. Thanks for listening. See you next time. See you guys. Bye. Thank you for rocking with us as we embark on this journey. The Brandon Files podcast is a labor of love. Be sure to follow us on YouTube, IG, and Facebook at Brandon Files and check back for our next episode.